You have one unheard message. Oh, yeah. I snap. I brought a buddy in to help me out with this song this time. Call me the buddy. We about to go in it. Hard as hard cider. Whoa. And y'all don't want that hard cider. This is a drunk dial, baby. Drunk dial, baby. Drunk dial, baby. You trying to tell me that the kill of me only lasted one week? What about the kill of me? Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me, as always, the most professional podcaster, Bridget Haran. What's up, guys? Producer, sauce boss of Indianapolis, Zach Roan. Good evening. It's always so formal. It's lovely. <laughs> just, like a, just like a holiday ghoul. <laughs> okay, well, was maybe unkind. Well, he's like, good evening. <laughs> Bridget, how are you doing this week? Oh, um, it's good. I feel like, is it March again? Am Are I you, just living in a constant no, it's, it's it's actually we're in Christmas time. It's the holidays. Yeah, it's the holidays. Doesn't it doesn't really feel like the holidays this year though, does it? Okay, I feel like why are you being like this? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been a weird week. Uh, I mean, it's Tuesday, so it's just started. It's just started. Um, but I think that so my my day job. Uh, you know, when I'm not podcasting, the thing that makes me money. Wait, I thought this was your job. Well, the the, the job that makes me money. Oh, is not professional podcasting? <laughs> no, not professional podcasting. Oh, oh professional chefing, chefing it up around the city. Uh, yeah, so we're we're uh, voluntarily closing our doors Sunday. Um, it will be, it, it's not known yet, but it will be known by the time this comes out. And uh, and so we're gonna kind of wait it out until the vaccine is a little, a little more regulated until business kind of picks up a bit. Because um, obviously we're getting ready to go into it's a tough time for restaurants. We're getting ready to go into the slowest time of the year in a regular year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have enough now that we could reopen successfully and kind of bring all our staff back. But we have enough right now that we can keep all of our staff uh, benefits paid and. Um, and so they they'll all be paid out for their PTO and be paid for uh, two weeks after we close. So so this is kind of uh, kind of like the same circumstances that we met under. a little bit a little bit. I mean, no, we started it, this the podcast. World, the under. world was fine when we met. Uh, it feels like maybe that was a trigger point for it. <laughs> it never should have happened. Uh, but yeah, no, it's I I told Pat earlier. I was like, he's getting ready to be on. Uh, Christmas break as a as a educator, and I was like, I'm unemployed again. I was like, we can drink like it's March 2020 all over again. There's a there's always a silver lining, and like uh, Zach, you is. you were saying that you don't believe the vaccine's real. It was it was uh, some sort of Bill Gates situation. <laughs> I mean, more to the point, not only is it not real. I actually don't even know. Can we say that stuff? Like, will, will we actually get like? You're getting flagged right now. <laughs> getting flagged for a joke. I but. think. If, I think if you even put the word like like on Instagram, like, uh, this is this was interesting. So uh, you know, every week that uh, Bridget does her like doodles, and we were talking about something, and she wrote COVID nineteen on a doodle. And it I posted it, it, and it flagged it as... We didn't hashtag or anything. For more information, for current information about COVID-19, check out this link. Like, they recognized it just from the photo that she wrote COVID-19 on a, on a piece of notebook paper. Yeah, I heard the vaccine was just calligraphy. Fauci semen. <laughs> and I mean, I think... You know I, what? That <laughs> might heal our country, <laughs> literally. Fa- Fauci semen? It's going to bring it together. Bring uh, something together. <laughs> <laughs> so very sticky. The bad news being that 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 uh, you, that's all from the old world though. We're about to rise into the new world. Uh, I think the old world. You were that's true. As of well, I mean, talk about new world. As of yesterday, electoral college, Biden is officially the president elect. I mean, which we've all known for a month, but apparently we were all we were all a little bit on the edge of our seat. Like it could go either way. <laughs> it felt pretty unanimous, but who knows? Um, uh, yeah, we're back in the time where we have a president. <laughs> like, that's a weird thing to say. 
But the uh, what I was getting at was we're definitely flagged now on multiple. Yeah, platforms. I know you said president and Fauci and COVID and vaccines and a hoax. Right. <laughs> Damn it, Zach! You uh, saved that for that other podcast. Look, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know this, but we I feel like we are probably the wokest podcast in Indianapolis. We got uh, a minority at the helm. We have a, 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 a queer lady. I never know lady. how you're going to describe me. <laughs> so like, we have a, can I, can like I, can a I say, can I, can chef. a bisexual chef and whatever the hell Zach is. I mean, he's not straight. I don't know. I don't want to ask him what he is, but it's. I, I heard the term like alt light. <laughs> he's alt The other day. And I, I, I really felt that one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I was. I almost. As he drinks his truly. When like, when 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 we were interviewing Griffin, I uh, he said something about cis white man, and I almost looked at uh, Zach, and I was like, "Well, he's he's not a cis straight white man." What you know. actually did was you turned to him and you pointed at him and you said, I "Your at, mouth, that's you." I pointed at him like he was the devil, and then uh-huh. I was like, "Oh no, he does some squirrely stuff at the Severus. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but I wouldn't call he him does straight. Stuff that, no, straight man. He goes to Severus, so like, hey." It's kind of fun now because I get to be the token. <laughs> like you got to have one cis hat <laughs> and ever get together. So well, usually it's Chris King on the other podcast, right? Right. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm the I don't know. I realized you know what minority? I mean. Minority. Well, I, I'm a minority, but you know what? I always thought I was straight, but recently I think I just like long hair. That is what I realized. Okay. I, I, I think. We are we are just bringing all kinds of people out of the closet. I think. Let's I, elaborate I, on this. I I just think I just like long hair because I don't. Is there a word for that? Like your sexuality is based on the hairstyle. Yeah, it is definitely based on hairstyle. It feels I feel like, like the producer could bring that up. If someone has, <laughs> if someone had, uh, someone has, <laughs> I know better. Like I if, got it. Like if you have long hair and glasses, like I'm probably into you. And then I, I used to, but like yeah, like if a girl has short hair, I'm out. You know, I'm I'm outro. But then I've seen, you know, some other people with long hair. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I probably could pass. Probably could work with that. <laughs> I think it's just, I don't know. Uh, so if a man had, like, long, like, luscious flowing locks, you'd be like, am I attracted to them? They'd have to be pretty feminine. I like a, I like a, I like a feminine dude. A, f- <laughs> a feminine, way. A feminine? A feminine. Uh, yeah, like, you're going to have to wax all that body hair. Put them glasses and that wig on, then then we'll talk. See what see what happens. See what shakes loose. Uh, there is something called hair fetishism. Okay, what's that? So I'm definitely flagged now. <laughs> uh, hair fetishism, also known as hair partialism, and mm. trichophilia, is a partialism in which a person sees hair, most commonly head hair. There are different sex. Yeah, it. there are different. Do you like long hair all over, or just on the head? Just on the head. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, as particularly erotic and sexually arousing. Arousal may occur from seeing or touching hair, whether head hair, armpit hair, chest hair, or fur. Head hair arousal may come from seeing or, or touching fur, very fur? long or short hair, wet hair, certain colors of hair, or particular hairstyle. Pubophilia is sexual arousal at the sight or feel of pubic hair. Have you guys Have you guys just been going full bush all quarantine? I just assume you're always full bush, Zach. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd be so if I had to guess on the head, he grows uh, in the bush. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's guess everyone's pubic situation. I don't really think we need to do that at all. I would guess this is not a fun game. Zach, I'm going to go full bush landing strip. That's what I would guess for Bridget. (laughs) I would say I would assume Bridget has some sort of landing strip or almost like a Hitler type square. It's just a Hitler square. (laughs) It's shaved into six 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 actually. So you're wrong. (laughs) Just a just a third Reich. Mm -hmm. And uh, and shaved into six six six. So. It's and, very tricky. And, and for you, I've been in the shower a long time. And for Zach, I assume full bush, possibly with frosted tips. Man, I feel like like a real Guy Fieri situation also, going on down there. But also, what a ballsy move! Like if I saw a guy who had bleached his his like just his the genitals, tips, like, I would be like, "That is a ballsy man. He put bleach very close to his his, his nethers, and he was literally like, a ballsy move. Yeah, it I is mean, you, literally you, a ballsy. You bleach buttholes, right?" I don't. I, I have don't. never done that, but yes. I just wax it. But some sure. some some just people. Wax it. Have you ever got the full Brazil? Yeah. Oh God! How about yeah, anytime I do it, I go full Brazil. How did that hurt? Because it's it's like five dollars more. Why would I not pay for that? What do so, you do? They just give you like a leather strap, and you just. They, you I just have a pretty down. high pain tolerance. 
Oh, so you you like coming okay. back for more? Like yeah. the next my ex girlfriend. Can you actually, do me again? My ex girlfriend and uh, one of my ex friends we met. Uh, she worked at the waxing salon. So wait, she was your esthetician. See, they, they, <laughs> they always get these stories out, Bridget. <laughs> well, no, I so I so I will tell you. So we were talk. We told our staff that we're closing, and today one of our staff came in. And she was like, "I'm glad I just bought weed." And I was like, "Yeah." I said, "It's really for a long time why I only dated." drug dealers like it did not work out well for me in the end but like you have to date someone who brings something to the table that you want and if it's not their personality or their sex appeal it has to be something else oh my i thought there was gonna be more to that that was ended very sad <laughs> no i think that's very smart it's a smart business move yeah well like, you, i feel I'm like i'm not really attracted to you and you're not nice. I feel like if somebody perpetually had wealthy. weed, I think that would make up for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, feel like I, I think I, I, think I could muscle through that. Yeah. Like I don't even smoke. I feel like, like I, I, I was I when could, I was doing that. Just I could date you him. for ten years, probably on food alone, and be like, I hate her. She's a terrible person. We sleep in different bedrooms, but goddamn, goddamn, could she make a tart? You know, an what? apple tart. It's gotten a lot of people through a lot worse. So. <laughs> Tart making tarts. There we're it is. we're on non-speaking terms, but when that when that ice cream cake comes out, it is totally worth it. It is all fine. Yeah, no. So she she was uh, my esthetician. Was that before? Like, was she your esthetician and became? She was my esthetician and then became my significant other. Oh. But then it got to a point where she was like, I just can't look at it like objectively anymore. Like, I'm I'm not gonna be around to have somebody else. And I was like, I don't think this is working anymore. Oh. Um, she couldn't stand to look at it anymore. That's no, a... no, like, like, like she, she was, she was as, like, she was as... like, it's a sexual thing for me now. She's like, I see the ATAT. So I have a tattoo that stretches across kind of like my lower stomach. She's like, I see the ATAT. She's like, I can't disassociate. She was like, it's like, it's sexy time every time. And I was like, well, hmm. so you're not gonna do it for free anymore, or is that the sex, not the wax? But <laughs> is that that's Empire or Jedi when with the ATATs? Oh, it's Empire. Empire. Yeah. I'm surprised no one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the dark side? This guy. <laughs> oh, was I going to Jar Jar Binks, the ATAT of the Jedi's? No, I'm okay. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. R.I.P. Jar Jar. <laughs> so, did you know? I mean, you probably know this because you're Star Wars fanatic. I was like, where? What are you describing me as this time? I was with Star I'm Star Trek. Uh, but the, and I forget his name, maybe our producer could bring it up, uh, but he's a black gentleman who actually played uh, Jar Jar Binks, and he was like a young kid when they were, you know, getting the, that, the, that first set of movies together, and they basically pitched him, and they were like, look, you're going to be CGI, you're going to be like a cartoon character, but like you're going to be this generation's uh, Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Like children are gonna love you. People are going like you're gonna you're gonna be a legend for the rest of your life, um, and uh, it ruined his life. And people, <laughs> yeah, know. oh yeah, people hate him. The uh, only thing I can think of is that he doesn't look like it. So it's like that could be a saving grace. Like if he doesn't tell it, like yeah, he but look, his we name. just googled it. Star Wars Jar Jar Binks Ackards uh, amid best says Phantom Menace backlash. Led him to suicide. Almost led him to suicide. Almost. You can't say he said something that led him to suicide. Sorry. It's not it, a ghost. It is in quote. Uh, Almost. Ahmed Best performed motion capture and did the voice. Uh, so, like, yeah, not only... It, this wasn't just a voiceover. Like, he had, like, a stupid Jar Jar head over his head with, like, a little eye slot thing that he looked through, and he's walking next to the actors going, Misa, so sorry, or whatever <laughs> racist stuff they had him say. I'm sorry. That whole entire yeah. movie was just racist accents. It the prequels off, are the worst for a slew of reasons. It was, it was, that is, it was, yes. The first aliens are Japanese businessmen, the the Imperial or Galactic Federal, oh, Misa, sorry, like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? Then Jar Jar is, like, some weird... Rastafarian shrimp man. And then uh, there's the the fly that's like the... He's like a fly, but he's also a Jew. And he's like... Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like... He's he's, uh, really tight with his money. And I was like, this is so over the top. Hey, I didn't make the racist movie. I just called it out. No, the prequels are the worst for it. But also, the worst thing is that they're so aggressive to like this civilization of people that Jar Jar comes from. And it's like... 
They literally are, like, living underwater. They have a very high-tech society. You guys are literally walking around with, like, robes and sticks, and yet somehow, like, you're the higher, like, civilization yeah, here. The, the Gungans are, like, the sea Wakanda, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they have, like, they had a great civilization. Uh, high-tech, uh, underwater civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, shout-out to Amar Best. Uh, I, I, I hope only the best for you. I hope only the Amar best for you. Jesus uh, Christ. Guys, we got a we got a great show for you. We got um I do like how we do an hour. We do the interview and then and then this bullshit. New York comic uh Griffin Leeds is gonna be we're gonna be calling him shortly. Um he's a Hoosier transplant. Mm-hmm. Hoosier boy done good yeah. um out there in New York City. I think he says recovering Midwesterner. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> But, but what's what's funny is, like, I never hear, uh, when I talk to most people here, I, I, I don't really ever hear, like, a Midwestern accent or a twang, mm-hmm. but, like, I feel like I heard a Midwestern accent from him when we talked to him. I feel like he had a bit of a, a bit of a twang, and I feel like maybe it's because you're around people from New York. I don't know. Your twang comes out a little bit more. I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like we were just recently around someone from New York, and yet it didn't. He's still here. Like, <laughs> still in the house. Still lurking. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Such a good uh, interview. I cannot wait to share it with you guys. I no. Have you ever been? Have you guys ever been accused of having a twang? I have. I'm from Kentucky, so I had, like when I get real drunk, it comes out. I had uh, <laughs> I had some people from uh, Canada, Canada, come down. Canada, uh, it's uh, it's the country north of us, Canada. Uh, and some Canadian people come down, and they were like, they were like, oh, I just love your southern twang. I was like, I don't have a southern twang i'm from indianapolis they're like no you definitely you definitely don't have a southern twang where in kentucky are you from we're learning so much i'm from louisville you know this louisville i forgot i feel like it's so much of our friendship is just blacked out for you literally from the alcohol consumption i like to call it redacted but yeah Mm. go ahead yeah that's literally all it is though (laughs) and And sometimes i'll say things and then i'll like on and what's your name again bridget like really like on Harder Brunch last week, I was like, oh, or two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, I'm from, you know, in Evansville. And you were like, you're from Evansville? You lived in Evansville? And I was like, that's when I went to college. And you're like, really? I did not know that. I we have definitely talked about it. Did you not, have a problem. Did not know that. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Griffin Leeds. Oh, awkward. Hey, hello. Hey, Griffin Leeds, you're on the Drunk Dial podcast. Uh, hello, 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 Drunk Hi. Dial podcast fans <laughs> and, and Dyke and Bridget. <laughs> hello. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing solid. Till day. Uh, we're supposed to get. Uh, he said it's still uh, daytime, big... it's not night. <laughs> I mean, you're, it's been a good day. It is now officially night. Okay. Uh, it was a good day. Yeah, I mean, the sun sets so early. Actually, being from originally from uh, Indianapolis myself, uh, it messes me up more being like on because like if I go back to Indianapolis, it's still the same time zone as New York, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but weirdly, because it's all the same, same time zone, it messes me up more when I travel from one to the other because even though you're in the same time zone, the sun sets like basically an hour different. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, every time yeah. I travel from one end of the time zone to the other. It's like I do like a mini daylight savings to myself situation. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I guess you guys might have a little more daylight than me right now at this hour. But I would know it's been chill. We're getting like a, our first big nor'easter. Um, we really have one last year. So this one's supposed to be like eight inches, all that jazz, uh, like lots of strong winds, et cetera. And classic Midwestern me, I am immediately talking about the weather. So. <laughs> <laughs> No. You can take the boy out of Indiana, <laughs> but you can't take the, the compulsion to talk about the weather out of the boy. Now, how is... I've, I keep hearing conflicting reports about New York. Like, I follow a bunch of comics, mm-hmm. and all I see is people doing, like, these creative outdoor shows or people, you know, doing Zoom shows or people doing stuff from their houses. But then if you hear anything, like, on the news or on, on certain things, it's like uh, New York is under siege, like it's, uh, you know... Uh, 
uh, escape from New York. You know, there's just marauders on the street now. Well, I know they, they just went back to only carry out, I think, for dining. And some people yeah, are like, I don't, yeah, I, some people you, are like, no, that's not happening. Ooh. Yeah, um, so indoor dining is now, they put the kibosh on indoor dining, um, which was at like 25% before. So it's like, okay, I don't know how much that was really doing in the first place, especially because of, you know, New York real estate, a lot of like restaurants aren't really that, you know, you're not having like it's, it's large, like Olive Garden. Yeah, like, you mm-hmm. don't have like large, like Olive Garden style establishments, mm-hmm. you know, left and right out here. So I don't really know how much 25% indoor was really helping. I think it was just kind of supplementing uh, for when things got colder, along with like the outdoor, like the little outdoor that they were getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for those who don't know, uh, my main hustle prior to pandemic um, for income was in food service. Um, and so I've been like kind of following like that side of stuff a bit. I've stayed um, out of the restaurants this whole time, um, kind of out of, you know, self-preservation and necessity and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's and then with regards to like yeah the comedy scene, conflicting reports captures it very well because there's definitely some people who are doing you know outdoor stuff, whether it's like in the park or on a rooftop. Um, there's definitely been like I mean, for better or for worse, I don't know like it's not as publicized, but there's definitely some dumb dumbs doing like indoor mics and shows. Which gosh darn it, like there's just no way anyone's dumb open mic joke is worth getting or spreading COVID in my uh, humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some of that happening too. I've honestly like stand up wise, haven't done a lot. I've done um, a little, a, t- a tiny, tiny bit of zoom miking. Like I think like one or two zoom mics and then uh, did a friend's um, zoom show. And it was fun. I was after doing it. I'd like, and it was like later in the pandemic game that mm-hmm. I dabbled in that. I did my toe back in that was around, October yeah October and it was actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be um but for the most part I've been lucky where I like I, I, I enjoy it. I miss stand up a lot um I like producing as well as performing and I really miss producing live um stand up variety type show stuff but I've also been lucky that I do a, a fair amount of like I also enjoy like the, the, the writing side of comedy whether it's sketch or mm-hmm. um satire writing or, or just like you know other dumb things you can kind of make from home um and been kind of just like leaning into that stuff instead um but i do miss the live stand-up stuff i know i'm gonna be so rusty when this is over but i think it seems like um, you have a really good like mindset about it though where you're definitely like focusing your talents in a way that like you're like i'm still being creative because i think that's so important for people who need a creative outlet to like have that but in a way that's yes. not that's still safe and you know doing everything yeah, the right i mean way. Right. Because I mean, yes, like there's some benefit of still doing, you know, open mics over Zoom. Um, but and, and I haven't even really like, given much thought to to in person anything just because, you know, you have like the, the logistics of like, OK, well, you know, maybe people are all separated and stuff. But then like they're like, you know, everyone's not like indoors on top of each other, but then in space from each other. But then, you know, how does it work with like all the comedians are sharing a microphone? It's just like a lot of like mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, sit this kind one of out. Just sit this one out. It'll be okay. And like, yes, there's, you know, some perks you can get from, from still, you know, um, miking and, and, and working on your stuff over Zoom. But there's obviously a lot that you're still not quite getting out of it that you would from, you know, working on your material in person. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, I was people like, I'm not great about open mics. Um, I, you know, in, especially in, in this city and between Brooklyn and Manhattan, like there's just such a wealth of types of open mics. And after a while, I've, you know, found like the, the few that I really think are a good fit for me in terms of like how engaged are the other comedians or people, you know, constantly doing smoke breaks or like hanging out until their friend goes and they all bounce. And then you're like doing your, your you know, like it gets to the point of like, oh, I could have just said my stand up set outside. Like or out loud to myself at home, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, oh, why yeah. are you going? The, why are you doing that open mic kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but just in general, like uh, a lot of my, I, I work on a lot of my stuff. Just like you know, I'll do like the sandwich method where it's like tried and true stuff up top, flip a few newer things in the middle, finish mm-hmm. strong kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but it's mostly just like I'm very scrutinous about how I spend my time, and so for me to like, oh, like the amount of time I would spend at a mic, whether it's in person, Zoom, what have you, and how much you get out of it, sometimes for me to feel like it doesn't quite have like the right you know um return on that time investment i guess 
Well, um, and again, because I like doing like uh, other stuff beyond um, just stand up, it's just like, well, you know, it's all about budgeting your time. Yeah, I think that's I'm I'm not a comedian. I'm I'm a chef here in Indy. Um, but Dyke and I are neighbors, so we started this when we started the when the, that's when right, when that's the right. quarantine kind of kicked off. Um, but what I discovered this year when I was going to more mics because I now find myself surrounded by very funny people, and I was like, oh, I want to support you guys. I'm going to go to the mics. But I was going to a lot of mics, and I think that what I what I didn't realize because I'd only been you know, and so for me they were always shows like this is a show I'm going and it definitely is right. But I think a mic is definitely a way for you guys to like test out material, not just for the audience but for other comics and kind of see what sticks and. You know, at this time when, and I'm sure New York is a little different where there's probably a, a larger pool, you know, that of, of mics happening and, and it's like finding ones that you actually get something from is probably a little, a little tricky. So, yeah, once you, I, I, so I've been in the city, I'm coming up on my fifth year of being here and it, it really wasn't until two, three years that like, and a lot of those just like mics started by other friends in my various like circles um, in the scenes here that I was like, okay, cool. This these mics run by these people. We have some values of like what we want out of a mic and what we want the vibe of the room to be. And, and especially as like a queer comedy, so many times it's like, okay, I'm not gonna like schlep to Manhattan and pay to do a mic because that's mm. the thing to like pay like having to pay to do a mic versus not paying to tell jokes that like no one's gonna get or they're just gonna like choose to have a mindset of like, oh, I'm not gonna laugh at that because that's gonna make me gay or whatever. Like. So, like, it, it, it is, like, after a while, you really do, like, kind of pinpoint, like, your sort of special list of, of, of mics that, like, and as a mic is, like, oh, I want to go somewhere, like, everyone's going to think I'm, like, hilarious. Like, I've also come across those mics, too, where I'm, like, I'm not going to really prioritize that mic because I'm not really getting any of the work out of that, too. But yeah. if it's just going to be, like, a, you know, like, a, a mic that's, like, too, like, in love with everything every comedian says, it's, like, I want to have to work for it a little bit. Otherwise... Mm-hmm. Again, I could have just said my set out loud to myself and been like, oh, crushing, like the, that, that home as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, is there a way? So I know you uh, produce like, um, like uh, you creator of like uh, queer spaces for comedy uh, before mm-hmm. COVID. Is there is there some sort of uh, digital way that you're getting to uh, to create those spaces now? Or is it just kind of a vacuum since COVID's not there for that? Yeah, well, I was become a vacuum. Before the pandemic, I had this um, monthly house show that was one of my babies, and I loved it a lot. And it wasn't exclusively queer, but obviously there was a, a very strong queer presence on the show. Uh, and in general, I made the, the, the lineups just, like, as diverse um, as possible. Like, uh, I don't know if I've really ever, ever had, like a, like, a straight white cis man perform on that show, for instance. The question is, like, there's just so many other people who, like, aren't getting like are just like wildly talented like you know aren't getting like that the same kind of um access to yeah, lineups it's like that stuff. guy's that guy's gonna be fine like yeah the, the yeah, world yeah, already it, gives him enough yeah it, it, yeah it, it, it thank you that's like uh yeah like like there, there there will always be like a show for him and it's not that these are people who like can't get shows elsewhere but it's just so it's almost like you know it, it, it's i mean it's i don't know if, if affirmative action is quite the right word for it but similar to how like you know like i see so many lineups of shows where it's like at comedy clubs or just like a random bar show in Brooklyn and I see the lineup and it's just like, you know, five straight white dudes and then like one, not that. And it's kind of like, so it's kind of, you know, flipping that on its head where it's like the other way around and and doing my part to help, you know, (laughs) even things out and and, and improve access. And, you know, when 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 the show's in my living room, I have complete creative control over stuff like that. So it's like, I mean, if I can decide that, then might as well. So that was definitely a space that I have lovingly been developing and, 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 you know, feeling out what the potential of that show and, and what I can do with it has been really great. And I miss it a lot, but it's also, especially cause in my home, like I'm not going to have people come into my house yeah. until, you know, and like, and I have two roommates, one of whom is also a comic and we're, we both talk all the time about like, believe this bullshit about this and this, you know, indoor mic or like, can you believe like, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to bring people into my home until it's, until 100 you know, percent until yeah until it's like the until it's not a dumbass move basically well and it's kind um, of a lot of it's dependent on like other people like you think that people are being safe like you try to surround yourself people like everyone here is being so safe and then you like yeah are on facebook i mean like, oh that asshole was at a big party and then they had brunch with me and i thought we were all being safe and apparently they were not being safe right you know if you have everything like every single person is going to say that they're in their mind they're doing something not dumb but like that mm-hmm. you know that like that's 
very subjective. That's, yeah. Yeah. And, and opening so your home to that is a lot. Yeah, that's like that's like pretty pretty uh that'd be pretty reckless as as a as a person in a, in an apartment. It would, to do, yeah. So. One should not open their home um, to COVID. Agreed. Yes, not to, not to like a big crowd of people and stuff like that. And, and I guess to answer your, your 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 question as well, then like, so has there been like a vacuum? I, I think a lot of it's been like even just like kind of. Uh, I'm a little more introverted, but like trying to like still you know stay in touch with like the friends um that I was you know with um and and doing comedy stuff with. Um, if they're, you know, if your know, friends were doing cool things, uh, you know, supporting and sharing their stuff, if I'm not necessarily, like, you know, like feeling super productive with like, you know, zinger tweets or like front facing character videos or whatever, still like, you know, supporting your buddies and stuff has been like a nice way of, of helping, you know, in that, that, that vacuum that you kind of referenced, like, mm-hmm. um, little things like that, you know, when they're, if, if I think a big thing for me is that like, if I feel, if I wake up one day and I'm feeling like I have like a certain like premise I'm wanting to make a video for, or like want to work on like this or that project or whatever. If I, if I wake up that day and have the motivation, I pounce on it um, yeah. for sure. Um, and then like at when doing that, trying to like, um, you know, like work with the people you like to work with, which in my case happens to be like a lot of other fellow queer people early on, earlier on the pandemic, my, my roommate, uh, her name is Alex Kennedy. She's also a comic, as I mentioned, um, she and I early in the pandemic, got into the show killing eve and then kind of came up with the idea of a sort of like parody um about two roommates in quarantine and kind of like the sort of like mystery thriller thing like in the style of the show and copying some of the show's stuff um called killing time um <laughs> and that was like a very fun like we i think we just like like we kind of turned it around pretty quickly which is another kind of fun thing we is is you know, even though we like have the limitations of the pandemic and we filmed everything, you know, in the house and things like that. And like, mm-hmm. we didn't have a crew. So we like, we're also kind of learning a lot as we went about like how to best like execute like the lighting and the sound and then like in the editing room and, and stuff like that. But I think it was about like a lesson that we turned around where we like actually sat down and like locked out what we want to happen. Um, writing stuff up. We cast um, a friend to film outside Kelly Quinn. Um, She's like stupid talented and it was fun getting to have her like have like a little cameo moment. Um, as if you've seen the show, she's kind of like the um oh, what's the character's name? The Fiona Shaw character in the show, if you've watched it, she's kind of like their boss essentially. So we had a moment where we like FaceTimed her basically. Uh, or she felt in the in the sketch she's FaceTiming, but we didn't we had her just like film her takes and and send it over to us and stuff and that's awesome. That was fun. It was, it was like, it, and like, that was when we were like, okay, we both like had this idea. We were like jazzed and energized about it. And then we just like knocked it out. And we like, we just did the filming over like two afternoon evenings mm-hmm. and then edited it within like 24 ish hours. And it was, yeah, it was like a fun time. It was like a fun little like gauntlet um, and stuff like that. And so, you know, um, figuring out like, again, like if you have an idea, that sounds fun and you're feeling motivated to pounce on it is, is definitely like what, or where I've kind of been with things. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people too complain about being in New York and being in these tiny little box apartments. And like, like for me, you know, obviously being in Indy, like there's a park right down the street from my house. Mm-hmm. Like I have a backyard. Like I feel like I, I have a huge front porch. Like I feel like I have a, a, a lot of, I feel like you're bragging right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have about, like, 20 well, acres and a mule. I have all yeah. kinds of <laughs> <laughs> But I, I feel like yeah. I have, like, even in my most, like, claustrophobic, uh, I had a lot of uh, room to, you know, like, it was just me and a roommate here for, for most of it. And uh, I feel like we had plenty of space. But I, I think about people in New York. And sometimes yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's always like, you know, my kitchen's in my bathroom. And I right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, I think there's obviously some people, like, have that classic thing. I actually was just talking to a comedy friend who was in like one who was in a studio and was going a little cuckoo. And so when his lease was up, instead of resigning, he did move into a, like something that was like, I think probably, he probably, you know, did the trade off of like having roommates or in the pandemic, maybe the benefit of having roommates instead of being as isolated and then also having a little more space. I definitely know that's a thing. And, and I think has been a big motivation for some of the folks who did leave New York this pandemic, which again, I don't blame because it's not really like, you know, a lot of comedians, are here for the live stuff mm-hmm. and there's no live stuff happening. So like in some people's cases, it makes sense to, 
to, to scoot and, you know, if they, you know, can, you know, go back to where their folks live or can find mm-hmm. some other, like, you know, circumstances that make sense. I'm, I'm kind of doubly lucky on that front, Dyke, actually, and I'm going to make people mad or jealous or whatever. <laughs> so first thing first, as I mentioned, like, I do have that living room show because I have a pretty large, spacious living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say in general, I think, mean, like, the apartment I'm in, um, I'm just very lucky. This is the same apartment I've lived in the entire time I've lived here, and partially because when I moved in, I was like, this is an insanely good deal for yeah. how little I pay for how much like, space we have. I will never leave here. <laughs> No, no, truly, I was like, I will, like, base, I, I will live here in, until I die. Like, like I, like, <laughs> don't, even if I, like, say, like, got a job, like, a paid comedy job that brought me to, like, L.A. or elsewhere, I would probably just sublet my room so that, like, I still have this option to go back to if I need it. I just, like, really like this apartment a lot. And, I've, and I'm a nester, um, which kind of brings me to the next thing, which is that, yes, the apartment's pretty, like, a, a pretty good size as far as apartments go, but also... You're talking about, um, you know, people who are are, are claustrophobes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not an agoraphobe. Like, I'm not, like, afraid of going out in the world. <laughs> but I would say I'm definitely a claustrophile. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you. like, I just am, like, such a, like, textbook, like, like, uh, just, like. You're cool. Hermit. It's cool staying I'm, at like, home. A, I, I'm just like a hermit gay shut-in type and like I love being like even before the pandemic like my one of like my main social things I would do is like once a month I'd have a bunch of like my like um good queer comedy buds over for like a game night and like I would like cook food and like have them come to me like I I I'm down to have folks like 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 friends come hang out um here versus me leaving I just have so much inertia about leaving my home even before the pandemic if like my work schedule had it happened but I was like you don't yeah. have to work for like two or three consecutive days every time. It's like, oh, I haven't left my apartment in like no. forty-eight hours or whatever, which is like happen. You're sixty-five years old, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just like the way that I'm wired. I'm I, like that. After the pandemic, hasn't been too dicey for me. Like, and I, and I got, I got good early on. Like, if I was really antsy, but like, oh, let's go, like, uh, let's go for like a bike ride or things like that. But in general, like. Like, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was chilling in my bedroom, or in the living room a lot, because my bedroom was kind of, like, cluttered and, like, needed a little a little work. But then after I, like, decluttered and rearranged the furniture of my room to kind of give it a little refresh, I was like, oh, I can just actually chill. I, I can I can hang out in my bedroom for hours and hours and hours and, like, n- be fine. Like, I, I'd be like, that That for me would be, like, a great day. Um, and I know that, like, that's not typical and uh but in this case it it it, i feel very fortunate that the way that i am wired as a person that i haven't been suffering the same kind of cabin fever i think of the friends of mine who like who like it's a really big part of their self-care mental health to be able to go to a gym and how they couldn't do that for months and months and even you know that's at risk again or even when they do go to the gym now it's (laughs) you know very limited and things like that like for me like my self-care is staying home (laughs) so like it's uh that part's not been too shabby. Yeah, uh, I've just been adding extra C's to my thickness. That's all I've been doing. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that it's funny because I used to ride a bike like to and from work and to and from mics and shows and stuff like that or errands all the time. <clears throat> that was like I initially, if we're gonna talk about yeah, like weight weight fluctuations or whatever changes in the pandemic. It's funny because at first I was like, this makes no sense. Why am I not like gaining weight? Because like my diet, nothing like. It's not great, especially in the early in the pandemic where we're like we're really leaning into like you know comfort eating and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't changing, and then and then I was biking a little bit more once it got more like warm and summery outside, and then my weight went up again. I realized what happened was is that my and also I realized when I started biking again that like my my muscles had just like atrophied so badly <laughs> from not biking every day. So what happened was like all like I was. I was maintaining the same weight because my muscle mass was just like uh, your body was while eating my, itself. While my like body fat or whatever was like climbing. So it was, it was just like canceling each other out at first. But then when I was biking more again, uh, that muscle mass returned. I was like, ah, oh, like the weight, it was like the weight was there the whole time. Like the call was 
completely coming from inside the house <laughs> yeah. uh, on, on that front. I was going to say, you're going to make uh, everyone hate you. Like, I have this great apartment. I actually lost weight no, during the pandemic. Yeah, great show. No, yeah, 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 exactly. I'm exactly. happy. Uh, everything's yeah. great for me. <laughs> I don't know. When I wake up, there's just money yeah. in the hallway. I just yeah. take it every day. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from. So we, yeah, no, I, I did not. I, I mean, there was a time I was like, Brooklyn, like, you're home all the time. Like, why do you, you should, like, there's a part I was like, Brooklyn, if you don't have, like, abs by the end of this pandemic that's a little <laughs> bit silly but then also it's like oh wait i don't i don't really care that much about having abs that's why you you don't have didn't have abs in the first place yeah um <laughs> griffin thank you so much for being on the program today where can people follow you on social media and keep up with everything so you're doing it, yeah thanks for, thank you for having me this was uh fun checking in with you guys i definitely you know around this time i'd be you know headed back to indianapolis and, and getting to to all you folks that I miss and see like the new faces in the scene and and just you know getting to see like how like other people like got you know new material and stuff like that it's always it's it's, it's a fun part of like um one of my favorite parts about going home and it's weird this is my first time not being home for the holiday since I moved here so it's a bit of a weird weird vibe so little things like this definitely um has brightened my holiday season so thank you so much oh, yeah. um and yeah um, and I can be found, I keep it kind of straightforward. Um, uh, I'm just Griffin Leeds, just at Griffin Leeds on Twitter, Instagram, Venmo. Uh, it's <laughs> all, it, it is that cross platform compatible for me. Um, yeah. So, folks, if you want to follow him or send him money, now you know where to get. That's right. Get out of Yeah. Him. Both appreciated. I, again, I'm unemployed. So, <laughs> um, it's not tax deductible for, you know, people's uh, Q4, um, you know, financial uh, decision making for, for, for write-offs, but it's an option. <laughs> you guys heard it here. Uh, go Venmo Griffin some money. And Griffin, thank you so, so much. So can keep that nice ass apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Got to keep this living room game going. All right. Yes. Uh, Thanks so much for, uh, for calling and chatting, you guys. I hope you guys have been taking care of yourselves, too, and... Uh, and everything as well. We're, we're doing our best. We're, we're, we're doing the good the good work. <laughs> I'm working on it. Keep doing the work, y'all. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks, Griffin. Thanks so much. Take care. <laughs> hey, bud. Yeah, what the fuck is your problem? Jesus Welcome Christ. to the Drunk Dial Podcast. Hello? So, we're, we're, we're having some technical issues. You're I'm sorry. so angry. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, are you hearing me all right? Yeah. How's, how's the audio working? Yeah, it's good. He's just yelling for no apparent reason. Yeah, I was yelling. I was I was I was lashing out. As he does. About what? We were having some technical issues. And Bridget was being a jerk and uh I I lashed out at you, Peter, and I shouldn't have. You're the guest, I apologize. Welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, thank you so much for giving me a call on this here Tuesday night. Are you in the toilet? It's I see. I feel like a strong toilet echo. Oh no, uh, I am. I'm in the corner of my room though, at my computer, being a real weirdo though. Thanks. Is that? Well, we assumed you were going to be a weirdo, Peter. Uh, what are you drinking? You said you were going to. Dark web. That's what's happening. <laughs> are you on the dark web? <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm more in the gray web. I'm working my way to the dark. Is that the elderly dark web? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it's the dark web for the over uh, 40 crowd. You know what? My friend and um, local uh, traveling comedian Kim Han told me a conspiracy today that she thinks that the elderly steal batteries. Have you ever heard that? I feel like that's pretty accurate. Like, I feel like they, they save, like, foil and things. I feel like that's pretty legit, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't seem to be that out of order to me. I just never... My grandmother they... saved foil multiple times. Okay, Probably but was, like, that doesn't battery. sound like a conspiracy. <laughs> old just... people just go and steal batteries out of the store? <laughs> if old people do steal I don't know stuff. about that, but I definitely have a huge piece of foil that's been in my house for three years that I've been saving for no reason. <laughs> Some well, you have no idea what you're doing. With he that doesn't phone. know. He's just saving it for something. Sorry, I didn't give you a well, good introduction. I, mean, I felt like a foil emergency came up, but it's not food safe. So it was like you know, if you need to like catch stuff in foil, mm. I'm just waiting for the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Peter, I feel like we got off to a bad start. Let me let me give you <laughs> let me give you a better introduction. Hold on. Hi and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. Uh, we're talking to local comedian and comedy producer Peter Hines. Peter, how you doing today? Uh, man, I'm doing really good, Dyke and Bridget. Thank you for giving me a call. I'm enjoying this here. Born yesterday from Lagunitas. Uh, what are you guys drinking? Uh, a Clockwork Tangerine from BrewDog. Oh, which one would you like me to say first? I'm drinking a, I'm drinking he, a. He has a trio. Which is in like, your like left a, hand? Well, I got a lime Trulies, I got a Hams, and I have a rum and Crystal Light. Oh man, I did not know you were a three-handed man. <laughs> I got a stool, Peter. We're doing pretty well over here. <laughs> <laughs> there are tables here now. Wait, are you guys in the same room doing this? No, we're on different sides of the country. Uh, Bridget is in California. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in Indianapolis. And the sauce boss is at his undisclosed bunker somewhere. <laughs> I love I love all the subterfuge that you're bringing. Parts, parts unknown, I believe, is where he's from. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so Peter, I heard the, uh, you typically, uh, produce a comedy show at Metazoa, which is a dog, a dog friendly, uh, brewery. It's so fun there. Um, but you have a very interesting show coming up later this week. What, what, what do you got going on? I do. So I do want to give a shout out to Metazoa. They, uh, donate 5% of all of their, uh, profits to, uh, animal-based charities almost exclusively in the state of Indiana, which is where I live, and they produce beer. Uh, so that's a really cool thing. And we have uh, me and my partner, Tyson Cox, have been producing the dog show, as we call it, uh, there for uh, getting close to two years. It was a monthly thing that we would do live at the brewery, which is very dog-friendly, and we would actually uh, bring owners and their dog up uh, between comics sometimes to just kind of introduce the dogs to the crowd and be like, who's a good boy uh, or girl? And, you know, <laughs> let everybody know that they Or gender non-binary dog. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm I'm into it. Just a dog's dog, you know, whatever they want to be, as long as they're just a good one. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. And, and, and then what happened? Uh, COVID. <laughs> so we've, we've held a couple of shows there. Uh, they've been really good working with us as far as, um, you know, controlling. Uh, it's been a limited number of participants and everything was socially distanced and masked. But uh, due to Indiana being the worst friggin' state in the country as far as COVID rates go, uh, clearly, we're not going to do an in-person December one and contribute to that because we're trying to save dogs, not kill humans. And so uh, we're doing a Zoom show. And since, uh, you know, there's no locality or, you know, the, the need for the business to have a night that's open to them, we're going to do it Friday, December 18th. Which is this Friday? Yeah. Yeah. When are you, when are you, when are you dropping this? as the industry says. Uh, it's coming out this week. It's coming out today or tomorrow. All right. Well, hey, guys. Uh, we don't get, need to talk get, shop anymore uh, online here. It's a free show, too. I want to let everyone know. And uh, basically... I'm sorry. Bridget, uh, Bridget just quit the podcast. She just walked out. Oh my God. She's going to her car. Oh, no, no, no. You still here? Okay. okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll stop pitching it. It's, uh, it's a delicious show, and you should all watch it, but... Uh, no, 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 no. Tell us more. You got some big names on this show. This is some serious, serious business. Well, so that's the nice whole thing behind this was, like, we've met and worked with some really big comics over the years and kind of developed relationships that we became friends with. So uh, we just kind of cashed them all in, as you do. And so we've got Tom Takar, who had uh, last winter aired on Comedy Central his half hour. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. He grew up in Bloomington, where I started comedy. We have Megan Gailey, who is another uh, Indianapolis-grown woman and has gone on to L.A. to do great things. Friend, friend, also, a friend of the show. I friend like of the you, show. You don't, Peter, I'm just going to help you out in the future. You never need to say grown woman <laughs> when referencing just an adult 
human. You only <laughs> you only say ripe woman. You never say grown woman. Uh, well, you know we do have a few adolescent women. No, we don't. Ah, that you're right. What? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Can we cut that? No, we don't. Do. Uh, we don't do that. We're, we're, we're probably going to cut this whole segment. But go ahead. <laughs> this is a this is that a is I just spat my beer for the first time ever on this nice. whole show. Got, got him. <laughs> it's, it's actually a trick because then Peter, or not Peter, uh, Cody just lapped it up from, from the ground, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, Cody's a great dog. Uh, He's very talented. So well, the show. And, and has been on the show. He, he knows well, about all the dogs. Wait, wait, who else, do you, who else do you have? You got some more people, right? Oh, we do. We have uh, Carmen Morales. Uh, we have uh, Valerie Tossi. We have um, Grant Lyon out of L.A. Uh, Spark Tabor, who uh, grew up in Cincinnati and now is a Chicago comic and runs a bunch of great things. And we have a few more, and I feel real bad for getting the rest of them, but... Uh, yeah, we basically decided that we were going to get everybody that we ever wanted to be on the show who is not Indiana local to dial in. So it's going to be kind of like a telethon. It's going to run about two hours. So even if you can't make it at the beginning, don't worry. We've got just such a good lineup that no matter when you log on, it's, it's a free Zoom show. And we have a Venmo for, uh, we, we created a separate Venmo, which we use for our donations to Indie Humane, which I think actually this, I'm burying the lead here. That's the whole point of this is we donate to Indie Humane, Indianapolis's only non-kill shelter. And we always have. And then, uh, so we're going to also Metazoa is donating a prize, uh, to us of a couple of pint glasses, a growler, uh, and some tokens for fear of beer and a gift card that we're going to also raffle off to help, you know, increase, get more donations. And the whole thing is, you know, we want the pops to have a good Christmas. That's awesome. And yeah, what, and that's what, really cool. And what's the link that people can go to, to, to watch the show? Uh, so it's, it's a zoom show and it's honestly, I, I bought zoom, uh, for this show and, um, <laughs> It's interesting you ask me, and I have no idea. Uh, please follow me. It's in. It's like the most coded link the internet can give you. But uh, Peter Hines, H uh, E I N Z, like the ketchup, just know none of the money. Uh, follow me on any of the social platforms, and I've got the links posted. We would love to have you. Uh, we can host up to a hundred people at a time, and hopefully that doesn't oh, become an issue. <laughs> I know. This is what you get for $15 a month. So, <laughs> did you know to jump to 500 people on Zoom, though, is $50 a month? And I feel like that's a very big jump. That Yeah, that does sound like a big jump. Um, are you going to yeah. be Are you gonna be hosting the show, or, or are you closing it out? Yeah, what are you doing there? Uh, we're going to be hosting the show. Basically, we're just going to be <laughs> in-your-face generic telethon hosts. I'm going to be super Chris, Christmas out. Uh, I've got the Santa hat, uh, a stupid holiday sweater. I'm just, we're going to be living in your face, but the real stars are the comics. But in between everyone, we're going to let you guys know how to donate, no matter when you logged on. Uh, we will also have a separate Venmo for a tip jar for the performers because they are all actually donating their time. Oh, no. Yeah. So we've got, we've got people who have like Comedy Central money performing for free so <laughs> come watch them and you know make it worth the dog's time make it worth their time but we would love to see i would love to get that room to where it was like somehow we crash zoom as a service yeah so is that a hundred person limit is what you're saying i think we yeah, can i think we can fill that out i think we get a hundred people in on the on the zoom <laughs> show like that. i'm definitely gonna be there for the dogs you yeah have for, to. for for the dogs absolutely Oh, yeah. And we're also going to do a couple times throughout where, um, so I, if your listeners have not done a comedy Zoom show, one of the things that um, a lot of the 
Zoom show hosts will ask is that you don't always have to turn your camera on, but we want you to have your mic on so that the comments can hear you laugh, even if it's on a, you know, three-second delay, whatever. It does help. It's it's nice to perform the laughter always. But we're going to have different points where I want – we're going to have everybody. If you want to turn your cameras on, please bring your pets up to the camera. We want to see all of the pets. Oh, I'll see a bunch of cute little puppy faces. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's that's part of the fun of going to one of the shows at Metazoa is you see the dogs, you get to laugh a little bit, which is like something that I think people are definitely in short supply of this year, and and so yeah, everyone should definitely go watch the show. I very much Bridget is totally on to that, and I've got uh, my roommate's dog Reggie and uh, my she's on. Foster cat that I'm now basically he's 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 my best friend now. Uh, George Michael he's going to be on, so they're going to be making lots of appearance. You're going to see so much cute fuzziness that I'm going to keep my face as limited as possible on camera. So um, Peter, I was I was t- I was telling Bridget just now that uh, well, actually we were discussing that I I signed up for the popular dating app Hinge and. Uh, <laughs> What were you saying, Bridget, that you saw me on, I saw, on, I saw me it, on Hinge? I saw you on Hinge, and I sent you, and I was like, look at you. Get after it, big guy. I think I said what is that? That is, that is the most demeaning thing you could possibly say Why to a person. What so is it? Look at you. Get after it. That's not the most demeaning thing you can say. You did. It was a Let, good let's, let's break that I down. to all my friends. Let's break, that, <laughs> let's break that down in reverse. First of all, big guy. I'm not tall, bitch. Second of all... <laughs> Get after it. Like, I'm not your grandma getting back on the dating scene after to my husband fair, died. To be fair, grandpa. I thought, get back on the horse. <laughs> Good for you. Look, you still have some life in you. You haven't died yet. The last time we talked about my dating, you told me that my ovaries are dying. So I feel like everything <laughs> I said was much kinder than anything you've ever said to me. I mean, I probably have old two-headed <laughs> sperm. You know, like, that's that's what happens to sperm. Your sperm gets... Like it gets mutated when you get older, and they both have heads. It's like a hydra situation. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That is not real. Here's the real question. That is not real. Zach, can you bring that up, please? Can you please bring up two-headed sperms? That's how twins happen. It's biology. I hate it. But I'll I'll tell you what, Bridget. I talked to a very nice, a very nice lady on Hinge who lives in this neighborhood. Oh. And uh, I've been to, I, I don't know. It feels weird that you would call her out like that on this. <laughs> I, I said a very, I haven't said any names or, or what neighborhood, but uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, I feel like I've, I've been hitting her with, I've been hitting her with the hard banter all day. Mm-hmm. I feel okay. like there's some good okay. banter. There was you some. Do you talk about that double forward? sperm thing? No, I wouldn't say that why to like a regular why, person. Why don't you, why don't you I'm not a, I'm not a maniac. Can you, read, can you read some of your banter? I, I sure will. Well, let's, let's look at these double sperms for You first. know what? Let's go ahead and just, just nip this relationship in the bud let's, before it starts uh, her and read some of her stuff on air. What, why are those cartoons? Why are those sperms talking? <laughs> I, prefer I, that, I do actually. think... Sorry, guys. This is one case where two heads aren't better than one. Oh, shit. I think this is... Yeah. This, that's Science that, jokes? That's what that one... Of, that's hilarious. Shaming. Oh, that's hilarious. You're just trying to show one head first. I think... Uh, you can I, have a double tail, too. Oh, what's that yeah. last one? Abnormal middle piece. I think Google... You know what? I had a, a number of abnormal middle pieces <laughs> in my day. I think you should Google old sperm. <laughs> Do not Google old, old sperm. <laughs> Welcome back to old sperm. I'm your host... Those are see there are some real ones, but yeah, they mutate. The older you get, they mutate. They're not. Well, that one just has a Grandpa Santa beard on it. These are also that's old sperm. Okay, maybe you should not have Google old sperm. We have that's an old egg and an old sperm falling in love in a nursing home. Yeah, these are two old. That's a mount. That's a bug mounting another bug. These aren't. This is (laughs) this is the worst (laughs) biology class I've ever been part of. Oh, Peter, I wish you could see what Zach has just brought up okay. on the screen. You guys um, you guys want to hear some of my banter? Yes, we do. Am I allowed to say banter that's what, if that's I don't I, like I'm not saying this person's name. I'm just saying that they're a person on 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 a social dating app. Okay. Who lives in this sure. neighborhood? Come on, don't text me. All right. Podcast. Hey. Yes. Peter <laughs> of Dyke. Listen up. This is this is the script. Okay. Uh I feel like 
I feel like this. I feel like this is pretty good. I'm going to start from the beginning. All right. Okay. We yeah. Um. So this is me. Hey, fellow East Sider. What's Christ. your dog's name? Because she had a dog in her photo. Okay. And I know that she lives in my neighborhood. Yeah, that's weird that they put that out wait, there for wait, the whole wait. world. Are you, are you saying that in hopes that she didn't notice your geographic location? Couldn't she also tell the same amount? Yeah, that's why did? I said fellow. I also said it in the conversation. And, and Literally, and hello, and neighbor. That's why I said that. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, okay. You missed Rogers, sir. Yeah, I yeah. did. I did, Mister Rogers. Or hello, neighbor would hello, have been creepy. Hello, so you played it correct. Hello, fellow Eastsider. What's your dog's name? Uh, I, by the way, I sent this Saturday, and uh, she responded back this morning. This is a bit of a lag, but it's okay. <laughs> you know what? Also, so you haven't been having banter. <laughs> you were <laughs> left on red for, for like three or four days. <laughs> hey, she actually left you on red. Is what you're saying. We have been having banter all day. Okay. Also, okay. side note, I got put on having the- banter. Sounds I got put on. I got put on ugly people hinge after the first day. She okay. was from. Do you know what? You, regular. You keep saying that. You keep acting yeah. like there's an algorithm, and you're like, yeah, they put me on the ugly person algorithm of hinge. There's that's gotta not. be hundred percent. One hundred percent. Hold on, hold on. Real. We're gonna we're, we'll put a pin in that. We'll come back. We're still oh. going back to that. Okay. Because that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> Maybe you um, open yourself up to being bisexual because then there's lots. It's a larger pool. Yeah, that'll help you. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, and and some of those guys have long hair. Get that dick it's a callback. <laughs> so dog, uh, so I said, uh, yeah, what's your dog's name? And she said, da, 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 da. hey, it's Jaeger. That's today. Three days later, it's fine. Her dog's name is Jaeger. Dog's name is Jaeger. I was like, I am Jesus already interested. Oh. Uh, so then I said, haha. Does that mean he gets you into a lot of trouble? I'm not <laughs> like Jaeger does. Oh God damn it! Uh, he said his past owners named him that, but always talked about how much trouble he was for them. LOL. I've yet to see that side of him. I said some and people I, can handle it more than others. And this is where I feel like I'm going out of. I, I feel like I'm now going in onto a comic ledge of like I'm not just saying normal stuff to a normal person. You know, I'm being. Oh. A, Comic and I said, uh, my dog. Is, is that a level? <laughs> I said, I said, my dog's name is Cody, which makes him sound like he snowboards and does cocaine. I feel like you can't say that to a normal person at eleven o'clock in the morning. I feel like oh. I feel like I am now separating the uh, how, what what's the wheat when you separate the wheat? Wait, you know what she does? The wheat from does the shaft? Have- no, I don't. I mean, yeah, she's an a- analyst. Put the shaft with it. The wheat. God damn it. And uh, she's got a professional job, and all of a sudden, somebody writes, My dog snowboards and does cocaine, and she's got to react to that. I said, I said, it's his name sounds like he snowboards and does cocaine. And she immediately, and to her credit, immediately comes back with, Did he get a Range Rover as a graduation present? Okay, and I was like, All right, I see you, I like that. All right, all right. And then I said, Ha ha, bitch, I'm funny too, bougie AF. Uh, I saw she had a Burbuff uh, sweatshirt on one of her pictures. So I said, uh, I saw the Burbuff sweatshirt. Did you go there? Because I went to uh, Catholic school, so I thought maybe that would be a a, a venue to go down. Mm -hmm. Wait, okay. I'm just going to pause you right here. So you guys had really good banter about the dogs, and then you, like, immediately, like, she came back. You said something funny about the dogs. She came back with something funny about the dogs, and then you changed the subject. Yeah, I thought that's okay. what you do. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Continue. How many dog puns are we gonna do? No, you know, like, like I just was wondering. I just had questions. So I said, Wait, uh, "How do men woo you on Hinge? Since you're clearly on Hinge." <laughs> really, it's the women who are doing the best work on Hinge. <laughs> so, See, Dyke, this is why you got to put both preferences. Um, so I says, uh, or she said, uh, "I'm a poser. Totally cop that shirt at Goodwill. Not originally from here." And I said, uh, I said, uh, I get that with my Harvard Law hoodie all the time. Where, where is the home originally? And she said, oh, damn, I need that hoodie in rotation, Western Kentucky. And I said, uh, I didn't actually go to school there. I was a janitor. <laughs> At night, I would sneak into the math lab and solve complex equations okay, on the chalkboard. Okay, down there. Fucking Matt Damon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
And without a beat, she said, OMG, how funny, because I dated a guy who did the same. Will Hunting was his name. He was good. That's pretty funny. That's right. She's yeah. funny. Yeah. She's funny. She's, she's, she's she got pretty. jokes. Did you change the subject then, too? You're like, nope. oh, shit, she's being funnier than I am. Change the subject. I change said, the subject. I said, I, look. You're first, being funnier than you are. First of all, we're talking about my future wife here, so show some goddamn respect. <laughs> okay, well, I hope she never and, listens uh, to this, because this is number one creeper territory. So I read our messages on and, uh, air after one day, and then I, I called said, you my future uh, wife. I said, I met that guy, too. More like, okay, Will Hunting. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Hold on. Let me do that one more time. <laughs> I met that guy too. More like, okay, Will Hunting. Yeah. No, it was it was not as funny as hers, but it was okay. All right. It's not even hooked up. <laughs> oh, damn it. And then she said. We could just fake, like, still do a laugh. She said, uh, mediocre Will Hunting. Mm. So there was a lot of that. There was a lot of back and forth. It was great. Okay. Oh, now we're done. This, this yeah, 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 I'm not reading the whole goddamn thing. But okay. yeah, that was okay. that was a good banter, right? That was good banter. She's was, funny. Yeah. yeah. She's funny. And she's quick, which is good. She's funny. She's quick. Uh, she she's, knows her Ben Affleck movies. Solid. She's um, very easy on the eyes. Very uh, attractive. God, I hope she never hears this. This uh, is all terrible if she ever hears this. Very attractive woman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. I know we're giving you a ton of shit about this, especially Bridget. Uh, but I'm happy for you, man. That's cool. Wait, what was the first part of that? I, I said I know we're we're giving you a lot of shit about this, uh, especially Bridget. But I mean, yeah. I'm ha- I'm happy for you. Thank you, Bridget is a monster. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. We all know this. Uh, I'm glad you made a point of that, uh, Peter. We've flown through the time here. Uh, Please, once again, uh, plug where people can follow you specifically. Yeah, besides the show. The show on is On social media. Yeah, uh, honestly, the best place to follow me is on Instagram at P-E-H-E-I-N-Z. That's P-E-I-N-Z. I made my Instagram account sound like a business email because I didn't know what I was signing up for when I did. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's got uh, all of my updates. Uh, we're every day... Uh, leading up to the show this Friday, I am spotlighting one of the comics. So uh, hopefully, you know, it gets you excited. And it, the link is in my bio when you join that. So That's uh, smart, too, because live, then they can share it. And then it's like anyone who follows them can also do that. So that's smart. See, I didn't even think of that. You're way ahead of me. <laughs> cool. Awesome. We'll, we'll talk to you next time, Peter. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a good night. Bye.